0: you're listening to radio md she's a chiropractic physician lecturer author entrepreneur and talk show host she's dr
1: suzanne bennett it's time now for wellness for life radio here's dr suzanne the stress of trying to get pregnant can wreak havoc with a couple's intimate relationship and right at a time when that connection is the most important the frustration and shame couples feel can have a harmful effect and reduce their chances of conceiving. Today on Wellness for Life, we have Denise Wiesner, author of Conceiving with Love, a whole body approach to creating intimacy, reigniting passion, and increasing fertility. She's helped thousands of couples relax, reconnect, and conceive. She's a traditional Chinese medicine expert, certified sex coach, and my good friend. Let's welcome Denise Wiesner. Thank you so much. happy to be here. Me too, me too. I'm so excited to have you on my show finally, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Really excited to talk about your book, your new book, Conceiving with Love. I'd love to know, Denise, what inspired you to write this book?
0: You know, I work with a lot of couples and I primarily do fertility and I found that many of them weren't really actually having sex. Sex had become a chore and really they were very stressed out and the whole purpose and love connection that, you know, that they were trying to have a baby with got lost in the whole mix. And so, you know, fertility, even if you're doing it alone or trying with Western medicine can be really stressful for couples. So I looked at what was out there and I couldn't find anything on the topic of intimacy, sexuality, and fertility. Sort of hard to believe, you know, like, There's books on, you know, what to eat and, you know, how to exercise. But there wasn't really anything talking, you know, coming from a whole body approach. So I decided there was time we talked about intimacy
1: and fertility. It's it's a fantastic book. You know, first of all, what I love about is that you've put a lot of Chinese medicine into this as well and which is a different approach so let's talk a little bit about how you've wrapped that in to uh, your specialty in fertility um
0: that's great yes um i started looking into like the classics like eastern classics like daoist principles and they have all these really great exercises for really about energy flow and how energy works in the body and really when you're trying to create a baby you want the energy to you know come from your heart and really connect to your reproductive organs and, and so not have it so much in our, in our heads, right? So Chinese medicine has also the five elements, which really looks at the emotions and the body and spirituality and links them all together. So I use these Taoist practices. I use some practices from Tantra, um, which is from like India and really weave yoga and just sort of all this sort of eclectic, um, Eastern thinking into into my book so couples will have exercises for them to do to understand the body a little bit more um, body mind spirit related
1: yes i'm you know i'm familiar with the deer exercise uh it's actually a, a chinese qigong exercise animal exercise mm-hmm. and i teach that to my patients so that it can really create energy flow from the base chakra which is down on the perineum where your uh, gonads are mm-hmm. and genitals and goes all the way up to the pituitary and that is again an ancient flow of um chinese and, and an ancient flow of energy chi flow mm-hmm. going up the spine and so th- what I love is that you're combining not just western but practices that have been around for thousands of years that works yeah, I
0: talk about breast massaging because, right, breast massaging is really good for our breath in general, for breast health, but it's also this, you know, this sort of breast massage is also the key to all, for women to get aroused, right? So it's this, like, good for your breath or women just even touching their own breath. You know, there's such like, taboo, like, it's not supposed to really touch yourself, <laughs> seems like. So I incorporated that into part of my book as well, which is based on old, you know, classic Chinese
1: thinking. Right. I... You know there's a lot of shame about touching your own body, uh, even to this day. Um, you know, I have patients who come in with with pediatric children and they're concerned about that, and I just tell them it's totally normal. Allow them to be able to explore and and understand their body in a deeper way, and it's not going to harm them in any way. I mean the shame is really, I think trapped also about around religion. Can you share a little bit about yeah. that? I want to talk about that more because it's not talked enough on radio, on TV, and definitely not in the books. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, there's,
0: there's studies that talk about women who masturbate, uh, self-pleasure, Actually have a better chance of having an orgasm later in life. And, you know, I have, I have women that come to me that like really were taught real, like not to touch themselves. There's somehow it was like shameful, which is it's hard to believe in, in our day and age that that's actually true, but there is. I know in certain religions, you know, they you're supposed to sort of spare your seed. Um, but this, I, and you know, when you're trying to make a baby for a man, you know, you want to like, you know, have connection with the woman, <laughs> you know, not so much masturbating, but, but there, this idea for women to, that women shouldn't touch themselves is really erroneous. It's just, you know, it's really important for women to be able to explore their bodies and to know what gives them pleasure so they're able to tell their partner what gives them pleasure. I think it's important to be able to talk about it and converse, you know, like, you know, but I, a lot of women are afraid to talk about anything or they don't even know what they like. And so, and so someone does something to them and they don't like it and they're afraid to say anything about it. Like, you know, I don't really like when you squeeze my breast really hard, but, you know, they think their partner likes their breast squeezed hard, so they don't say anything. So it's really, I think, about empowering women to have a voice around their sexuality.
1: Is that part of the reason why you got interested in becoming a certified sex coach so you can help more women connect with their body? Yeah, it's so funny you said that because I just
0: was having a conversation today, um with a doctor who was like, who was telling me that he got like very little education on human sexuality as an MD. And I know that MDs like get like I think less than 20 hours of education. So people don't have a lot of places to go to talk to about like issues that they're having. You know, as psychologists get about 10 hours, and acupunctures, we don't really get any either um, hours of human sexuality unless you're a sex therapist, which they get, you know, more in, uh, more training. I became a sex coach because I wanted to be able to speak about sexuality and have a, a safe harbor for people to talk to about that and incorporate that with my Chinese medicine.
1: Mm. How can men and women, I mean, and I know, you know, uh, most women are the ones that are going to be opening this book, but I really think this book is for men too conceiving with love (laughs) and you know it takes two to tango here you know it takes two to make a baby so i want men to understand that this is for book is for you as well but it's also an amazing tool to bring passion back into your life and passion back into your relationship intimate relationship how can men also and women together uh use this book
0: Somebody said that because I actually a woman bought it and apparently her partner was a man took the book from her and started reading it because there the book is not just for women there's also there's a lot of sub, a lot of information for men as well on foreplay you know educating men that it takes about 20 to 45 minutes to arouse women that it's not a quick thing you know men don't really you know where do men learn about sexuality when do where where do our kids learn about sexuality i mean they You know, school is really about learning about like how to prevent pregnancy and how to not get an an STD. So, or STI, they're called, infection. So, um, and they're not really taught about like pleasure and, and, and how to, you know, how to make love. We really like, we have to look at books. And the internet, if we look at like pornography, I don't know that it represents a really fair assessment of like what making love is for both couples. So, this is a book that, that really, has a lot of information and a lot of really intimate building exercise. You know, it's not just penis and vagina on a date. It's a, it's a, it's a lot more, right? It's, it's, it's all about touching and, and, you know, cooking together and really to, de- to develop intimacy, true intimacy, right? So both, That's for both men and women, men
1: like the book too. Right, right. Uh, in one of your chapters, you talk about fine tuning the engine. Can you explain what the engine is? Um, I talk
0: about fine-tuning the engine, just me- meaning that, you know, uh, in order for us to make a baby, we want to be as healthy as possible, right? So, Or if, for us to be, you know, to be making love, we want to be healthy, right? People have very low sex drive, um, you know, and it's all, it's, it's a whole system approach. So it's looking, fine-tuning the engine really looks at the five elements, which is um, water, earth, fire, wood, and metal. In Chinese medicine and it's related to the health of our body, right? So we go into things like the microbiome or I go into things like the microbiome, like gut health, right? If your, if your gut isn't functioning, you're having, you know, um, bad, bad digestion and you're feeling bloated and gassy, you know, chances are you're probably not going to feel really, um, amorous and sexual because you don't feel good. So fine tuning the engine is really about making our bodies as healthy as possible so that we are um, we, we have good health when we go to conceive a child, and we have more energy for making love. So that's sort of the, the gist of that chapter.
1: I love your list of sexy foods because I love every one of them. Uh, I don't eat a lot of shellfish, <laughs> but the sexy foods you mention here are asparagus, chocolate, garlic, goji berries, pineapple, pumpkin seeds, and shellfish. So all of these, do, they must have ingredients that you really in, uh, believe that it's going to be helpful for fertility and, and improving your sex drive. Is that correct? Right. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, like, I mean, it, 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 people just sort of, you know, have this notion that, that oysters are really, you know, a- aphrodisiacs, but they contain a lot of zinc. And zinc's really important for male erections and female arousal as well. Um, so that's the shellfish. Um, and, uh, zinc is also in pumpkin seeds, right? A really good, uh, good way, vegetarian way to get them. And goji berries, there's some studies showing that these little berries are good for, uh, sperm and not, not, and not only, and if they're good for sperm, they're going to be good for eggs. So, um, those, I, I think asparagus was sort of like an old wives' tale. So I included that. And garlic is, is kind of funny too. I didn't, uh, didn't think that was going to make it into the sexy foods, but garlic is you know it kind of um opens up blood vessels and you know in an erection or arousal for both men and women an erection for men and blood flow to our reproduct you know to our genitals for women our, our vulva is about you know increasing blood flow and that's what garlic does so there's no doubt that, that as
1: well. yeah the science shows that our aged garlic can definitely improve cardiovascular health and um I'm someone that recommends pycnogenol for that too in pine bark extract that oh, yeah. really is good for, mm-hmm. for absolutely. blood flow and strengthening. That's amazing. Great. Yeah, absolutely. I when, agree. You, when, when you talk about, um, you know, utilizing Chinese medicine, are there herbs that you recommend? Um, yes, usually herbal
0: medicine is based individually. So if a patient comes in, I usually do a tongue, pulse, lifestyle, and then write specific herbal, herbal medicine based on those, about their diagnosis.
1: If you, um, you know, obviously you work with a lot of uh couples to get them pregnant and you're super successful. What's what's the time? I mean, what is the usual time frame it takes? And do do you also use needles in your practice for your your couples? Yeah. As an the acupuncturist, time takes, you
0: know, really the idea of the growth phase for women for their eggs. You know, um, and follicle, the follicle growth, the follicles contain the eggs. We, we like to say like about three months, about, uh, about three months to get that all about 90 days to get them sort of prepared pregnancy preparation, right? And then for males, it's about 70 days for their sperm to go to another cycle. So we want to have males give us about 70 days. So two to three months is a good amount of time. So I would say more on the line of three months is a good preparation time for, mm. and, and that's the first answer. And then the second answer is I definitely use acupuncture needles for my patients that live in Los Angeles or that come to see me because acupuncture has been shown to increase fertility success um, for for many conditions, not only just infertility, but things like polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis, and, and people who have irregular ovulation or don't ovulate, uh, uh, they'll get a period. So acupuncture can really help increase blood flow to the reproductive organs. And so I use a lot of acupuncture.
1: Mm. I I know that. I mean, we all know that as um, in modern times, the fertility rate is definitely being hindered by our stress level. Uh, more and more younger, younger and younger couples are having to do IVFs because they tried for one, two, three years of trying to get pregnant and people are having difficult times of getting pregnant. So um, with your help with combining uh, the Chinese medicine, acupuncture, um, acupuncture for me is, is amazing for stress relief. And, but of course, as you're saying it, it also is to tonify certain types of organs to help them in the female, as well as the male organ to help them. So they have a viable pregnancy. Um, do you find that, yeah, do you find that, uh, you're in your practice, you're also seeing a lot more younger and younger couples having difficulty?
0: You know, and unfortunately, I am. I'm, I'm seeing young women right now. I have a few of them that um, stop getting a period and don't get one and people who don't get them back quickly after being on birth control pills. You know, so I, I'm seeing a lot more young women with problems with their menstrual cycle. And then uh, and then in addition, I'm seeing uh, a lot more couples ha- younger having problems. And then I'm also seeing women trying to freeze their eggs younger as well. So and having, not thinking they're going to be, you know, no problem at all to freeze eggs, and some of them are having difficulty, too. So it's a, a, a very interesting time.
1: Gosh, you talked about right now, um, you know, certain types of conditions. Let's go dive into that a little bit. Endometriosis, as well as PCOS, polycystic ovarial syndrome, those are two that actually can prevent or have, you know, put you in a position where you're not going to be able to get pregnant as easily. What other conditions do you see? For women, that can be a problem.
0: Um, uh, sometimes the 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 biggest thing is is really unexplained infertility. There's a lot of women that we don't even know why they're not getting pregnant. Uh, that's that's sort of there's there's no diagnosis. Sometimes there's autoimmune conditions that people don't really diagnose, and um, like you know uh, Hashimoto's, and maybe they have really high antibodies, and it's not something that Western medicine really looks at at all. Western Reproductive endocrinologists, and I work with many of them, and they're wonderful. But they don't always dive into some of the autoimmune conditions that might be hindering. And we, there's not a lot of research, so we really don't know. I mean, um, probably people with high antibodies, uh, people just Western doctors just give you know thyroid and hope it thyroid medicine hope it make you know that that solves it. But I think there's a lot of un, undiagnosed autoimmune infertility that. Is, 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 that, that's going on right now in our society.
1: And clearly, I'm sure that's yeah. the case. I've seen, uh, Denise, that some patients get what's called pelvic inflammatory disease secondary to a urea, urea plasma infection. And that's actually something that you can easily check on, but people, doctors don't even check it.
0: Yeah, not anymore. They don't check urea plasma, mycoplasma. They don't check those things at all. They just bypass it and do like an insemination. And there's a lot of those kinds of hidden things. You know, women who have, you know, like maybe like they have frequent yeast infections, right? And you know, they're just their pH of their, uh, their vaginal pH and micro, their vaginal microbiome is not doing well. There's a lot of things that women can do to make themselves healthy, but Western medicine, uh, as well as I respect Western medicine, doesn't really, um, maybe look at, right? So I totally agree. Yeah, PID. I mean, infections can cause sometimes scar tissue. So if a woman comes to me and she's not getting pregnant right away, I do like Western medicine tests that look to see what's going on. If tubes are viable, if the you know anatomy is right on the the uterus, and if there's scar tissue. I mean, women who have this problem, women have um, leftover products from D and C's that cause scar tissue in the uterus. I see that a lot too um where, you know, something went, went awry or they delivered a baby and they didn't get all the placenta out of women, you know, and and there's some scar tissue that, that lingers. I see that in my practice quite frequently.
1: And can you help with Chinese medicine, help with rectifying that scar tissue? Chinese medicine can do, de- definitely can help, and it depends how bad the scar tissue is. Sometimes,
0: you know, if someone is called Asherman syndrome and if somebody has, at Asherman syndrome, I definitely like to work with a Western MD and have them do like a little, you know, hysteroscopy where they take a little camera and look inside and clean out scar tissue. So I think the combination of Western and Eastern together is really is really powerful.
1: Hmm. You mentioned earlier about birth control fills. And you know, it's it's definitely uh one of the better types of techniques that will prevent getting pregnant. But once you're ready, once you're ready, I personally would rather have you use condoms only because you're not utilizing any um synthetic hormones into your body, you're not having any ill effect. But if you do use birth control, tell us about why is it that it might be harder for you to get pregnant once you, you're off the, the um the hormones. I think
0: I think for some women some women some women use birth control pills for many years and it depends on um they it depends on really why they were put on birth control pills to, to begin with. So a lot of times I'm seeing women who had issues that were, they just were like maybe they had polycystic ovarian syndrome and doctors didn't treat that and just put them on the birth control pill. So you take them off the birth control pill and now we have to deal with the polycystic ovarian syndrome because it wasn't dealt with. Same with endometriosis. So this birth control pill is used not just for birth control but for, for a lot of women that have had issues and, and it was sort of slapped on as a sort of temporary fix but it doesn't actually fix the problem. So when you, when you, when they go off birth control pills, then you have to deal with their irregular cycles. But for some, some women who are put, like, on the pill for so many years, that once they go off, some women have a difficult time just getting the hypothalamus, pituitary, ovarian access to connect again. Because, right, it's cut off when you take the birth control pills. So, uh, you know, that's where acupuncture can be, and herbs and diet and all that stuff can be very, very helpful. But that's another reason. You know, I I agree with you. I think I much uh, rather people use condoms. But I do know that birth control pills are the best solution for pregnancy. uh, You know, to not get pregnant. (laughs) So yeah.
1: And then you know, how about individual? I mean, I've helped helped, help women who are going through the IVF and they want a healthy pregnancy. There's no other viable way that they've tried everything. But sometimes they actually have a miscarriage. Sometimes they have a natural termination. Uh, from an IVF and their bodies are going through all sorts of hormonal upsets because they're they're mimicking what the body does. so the body uh, the doctors give them all kinds of hormones they've got injected some some of them they've got to take the pill mm-hmm. and then afterwards they've been disappointed but their body is going through such havoc regarding the hormonal fluctuations how can you support them
0: yes yes uh i help like a lot of times, when women have been doing a lot of hormones or after an IVF, or if they've miscarriage, definitely with some herbal medicine, and I might put them on a type of like a like a liver detox to help their liver flush out all the hormones that like the excess of hormones in their body. And you know, really with 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 a diet, a liver detox, some acupuncture, and you know, various things to help their body clear the excess of hormones and get them ready for. The next step in there, like the next evolution of their fertility journey.
1: Mm. And and often, I mean, this is no joke. My patients, you know, they're done. They don't want to do it anymore. And, and I, you know, we help put them on a real clean diet and they're living a much less stressful life. And boom, they get pregnant just naturally. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. the joy of, 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 because they're completely free of, gosh, we got to do it at this time. Otherwise, we're not going to get pregnant and all the stressors of trying to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Hasn't that happened for you? It sure has for my patients.
0: It happens so much of the time that we focus on really getting the husband and and the wife both healthy and, you know, really just and, and living an enjoyable full life. And cliche, they get pregnant. And, you know, even after IVF has failed, I see this a lot. And, and it's, there's something to be said about really managing stress and eating healthily, you know, and getting the body to be where, you know, that's where a baby wants to come in, right? When the body, you we're, know, we're meant to, we're meant to reproduce when the conditions are right for that. Yeah.
1: You just said it when the conditions are right. And, and, you know, your book is all about that conceiving with love. Thank you so much, Denise. Thanks so much for your wonderful expertise on fertility on Chinese medicine. If you enjoy this show and you know you have friends or family who are challenged with conception or just want to spark up more passion in their intimate intimate relationship, definitely recommend Denise Denise wiesner's book Conceiving with Love or if you're lucky enough that you're in Los Angeles visitor office in Los Angeles. If this is the first time listening, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. So happy that you're making a change in your life for the better. And if you need help dig to deep deeper into your health issues, I work with people globally through phone and Skype. My contact info is available on drsuzanne.com website. And do connect with me on Instagram at drsuzanne. Until next time, go out there and live your best life today full of energy, enthusiasm, and ultimate health and wellness. This is Dr. Suzanne sharing natural strategies on the Wellness for Life show right here on Radio MD. Stay well.